So this week was supposed to be about picking up where we left off in the series that I recorded about giving a kick-ass talk. And a funny thing happened along the way. The news cycle sort of exploded. Brett Kavanaugh, that story exploded. Dr. Blase Ford and her testimony happened. And I found myself unable to post anything other than something related to that. Not because I feel like, oh, we need another voice echoing this or that sentiment, but because from a place of integrity, I can't talk about giving a talk until I talk about this. What I want to say is that me too. I knew the man. It happened a long time ago. I never reported it. I never told anyone. Not for a long time. I didn't tell my loving family. We never went to the police. I could easily tell you who it was. I would easily be able to pick him out of a lineup. And the reason I am saying this publicly for the first time in my life is that I don't think I'm the exception. I think I'm the rule. About a year ago, I was on a panel with uh, several other really great women, and we were talking about women in leadership. And it was right when the Harvey Weinstein thing exploded and the Me Too movement really got going. And when it was my turn to talk, I asked the audience, who was mostly women, there were probably a handful of men there, but it was a room full of women. And I said, raise your hand if you have not been sexually assaulted or really sexually harassed. Just raise your hand if that has not been your experience. The only hands that went up were the men. 100% of us had had experience with either sexual assault or legit sexual harassment. We are the rule, not the exception. It reminds me of a story I heard recently of two fish swimming along, just minding their own business, going down the, the stream. And this other fish comes and says, hey, guys, how's the water? And the two fish look at each other and they're like, what's water? I think this is our what's water moment. I think what is happening in the public eye, what's happening in the news cycle, is that we are a culture coming to terms with itself. We are a people waking up to the fact that we don't value women's bodies as much as we value men's bodies. Why would I say that? I remember growing up seeing Animal House, and there's this scene where one of the characters, one of the main characters, is laying next to a woman who's unconscious, presumably because she's drunk. And on one shoulder, he has an angel whispering in his ear, let her sleep. And on the other shoulder, he has a devil saying, oh, come on, have at it. Then I remember seeing 16 Candles and um, Jake Ryan, the arguably the finest actor of his era, he's dating a mean girl. And she gets so drunk that she passes out. And Jake Ryan's tired of her meanness. So he hands her limp body over to Farmer Ted, right, the nerd, and says, here, have your way with her. And Farmer Ted's so psyched because he knows he could never get a girl like that. 
and so he hands her limp body over. Both of those instances are describing a form of rape, a form of sexual assault. And it's been so mainstreamed that in those two movies, it was a punchline. Now, you couldn't get away with that quote-unquote now, obviously, because things have become more clear around what is and isn't sexual assault. But those movies are recent-ish when you really think about it. And when you see a man on trial for something that happened in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, anything pre-Weinstein, they will be outraged that they're getting in trouble because the culture told them it wasn't that big of a deal. This friend of mine on my Instagram feed, I posted something about Believe Survivors, and she jokingly posted, yeah, but who among us hasn't been a little rapey here and there? And I feel like men are having a moment where they're wondering, who among us hasn't done a little sexual assault, you know, in some form or another? Who among us hasn't harassed somebody? And that's real. And if we pretend that it's not real, we're never going to change the culture. And those, you know, young men that were up to shenanigans and date rapes and coercion and taking advantage of unconscious women, they're now fathers and grandfathers. And I know on some level, they don't feel great about it either. I think the blessing of the Brett Kavanaugh debacle is that we are finally talking about it. But I'm hoping the discourse will slowly shift away from, how dare you accuse me of that? You misremembered that. Or, how dare you make such a big deal about this? Into, we had it wrong we were raised and groomed this way. We, maybe we knew it was wrong, maybe we didn't, but we had it wrong, and now we want to make it right. And women, our little girls, I feel like this generation of little girls is so tough and so strong and so much more self-possessed than my generation ever was. Those little girls are going to grow up to be women that know what their worth is, that do tr- attempt to report. My hope is that we can meet together in this field of possibility, and that we can make change at a cultural level so that this never happens again. Of course it will, but a girl can dream. The other thing I wanted to say is for those of us barely surviving this news cycle, barely surviving the story because we feel re-traumatized by it, the fact is if you're a victim of sexual assault, you bury it deep. And you might go to therapy and you might deal with it, but eventually you need to put it behind you and you need to get on with your life. And that's what we've all done. But this news cycle has reopened the case, reopened the wounds, reopened the tears, reopened the rage. And my message for other victims out there, rather scratch that word, for other survivors out there, is that I'm trying really hard to take care of myself right now, and I want you to as well. I'm trying to create space to process the rage and the grief. I'm going to spin class, and I'm spinning angry, and I feel so much better at the end of it. And when I feel like I want to cry, I cry. And I try not to turn on the news. I try to read my news because it's just an extra filter of protection You know what's another exercise that has been incredibly helpful during this season, the season of rage, 
is basically what this past week has felt like for me, raging grief. A great practice has been for me to go back and think about all the men in my life who have been good and kind and supportive, who challenged me in the best possible way, who lifted me up, who advocated for me. There's so many, if you really think about it, there are more examples of goodness, I'm willing to bet, than a violation. And it's important to remember that because building something better out of this mess that we're in is going to require that we are able to reach out to the men in our lives, the men around the world, and link arms and make it better together. And if we're so pissed off we can't function, that's dangerous. So by making this list of good men and reaching out and thanking them for being such supports, that was an incredibly useful exercise. In fact, remember when I told you about that panel I was on? I said the only hands that went up were the men's hands, that they had not been assaulted or sexually harassed. And two of those men came up to me after the panel, and they, they looked stricken. And this one man said, I cannot believe that all of you women have experienced this. He said, I had no idea. I had no idea. And it made me realize, you know, if I'd been born a dude in 1974 instead of a girl, I'd be in the same sick culture. I, I, maybe I would have done something hideous. What I want to remember is that in our need to bring justice and to put a stop to sexual violence and to put a stop to inequality and discrimination, in our efforts to do all that, we have to stay compassionate and open to linking arms. That is the future. And when I think about the one blessing in this mess that we're in right now, the one blessing is that all of these toxins that have been unspoken, unwritten, unmentionable are now right at the surface. And like any good healing modality, you got to pull out that poison in order to get rid of it. And so if we are standing at this moment where the poison is at the surface, we have the opportunity to link arms, come together and decide no more. From here on out, we build a new culture, a new culture that respects diversity, that sees gender differences not as negatives or quotas to deal with or any of that crap, but that we make sure everyone has access to the same kinds of opportunities, that differences are celebrated, that diversity is celebrated, that excellence is what rises to the top, not who your parents were or what your gender is or you know any of this legacy bullshit. We have an opportunity to create something magnificent together. And that is my hope, that this is the moment when we do just that. So if you're out there listening and you're a man, join us and be part of the solution. Link arms with us. And if you're a woman listening to this and you're a survivor, you are not alone. 
you are not even in the minority. It is my belief that we are in the majority. And we have an opportunity to lead us out of this cesspool culture we've been groomed to live in and into something more fantastic than we can even articulate at this point. There's a lot to look forward to. (laughs) There's a lot to get through. But if we take care of ourselves and we stay committed to compassion, to celebrating the good, to calling out the bad and moving forward together, there is literally no limit to what we can do. Thank you for listening. Shine on you crazy diamonds.